1: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to today's episode of Grace of a Military Child in Life. Today, I'm here with Marine Corps veteran and spouse, Zarina. So, Zarina, thank you for your service and welcome to the podcast.
2: Thank you for having me, Grace. This is exciting. Thank you so much.
1: Yes, absolutely. So, what came first, veteran or, you know, service member or spouse?
2: So, service member came first. Um, joined the Marine Corps back in 2000 December 2007 headed over to Japan I met my husband we kind of dated for a little bit but we didn't get married until we came back to the states so definitely active duty and then um spouse
1: what was it like did you like join with at least the thought in the back of your head saying like I'm probably going to end up getting married to a service member cuz that's you know, typically that's what you see um, when women join the military. But did you, was that thought in the back of your head? Did you just, like, not care? <laughs> like, what was going through your mind at that point?
2: So that's not really something I thought about. I was sent to my first duty station was Camp Fuji, Japan, really small. So there was only five or six women with me at the time and a small unit, 189 Marines. So I didn't really think about marriage at the time. I just thought about, you know, getting my career together. Um, and honestly, I thought I wouldn't end up with the Marine just because I knew what I was going through, you know, being away from home and that sort of thing, and then having to go TAD and deployments. And I knew kind of in the back of my head that that's not what I wanted. So it's kind of ironic that that's who I ended up with.
1: Yeah, I I will always say you can say you want something, you know, or you don't want something. That's what you're going to end up want. Like <laughs> getting in return. <laughs> you jinx right, yourself right. in the long run.
2: Exactly. That's true. Yeah, because you don't I mean, you don't really think about it. And then, you know, you're dating or you're trying to date each other. And it's like, dude, no, I'm I have a career to worry about. What are you doing? And then, you know, continuing to pursue and pursue. And you're like, OK, let's yeah, sure. Why not?
1: Yeah, that's, what's the worst that can happen? Exactly. And here you are with a family and, you know, successful careers as that, too.
2: Yeah, so far. I mean, yeah, so we have two little boys. They're 10 and 5, so my husband and I are still currently active duty. So, yeah, so far, so good. We're having fun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what is it like being active duty? and being a spouse. I mean, you're both experiencing it from, you know, different aspects, of course, but what is it like for you? So for me, I think it almost makes it
2: easier, especially the older that we have gotten, you know, just in the Marine Corps and in our marriage, there's an understanding that we don't need to explain. You know, we do have junior Marines under us. So if something happens, or, you know, I have to work late until eight o'clock at night and he has to work early and it's last minute or, you know, he gets a phone call because one of his Marines are in trouble at two in the morning. Right. I understand that lifestyle because, you know, it's it's part of my lifestyle as well. So it, it for me, it makes it easy to know, okay, I have to take care of this because, hey, anything can come up. And we're all, we're both, we share responsibilities with the children and the family. So we understand that things shift. Um, There are some points where I am the primary parent and he's the primary parent. So there's an understanding and an ebb and flow that things could change constantly.
1: Yeah, you have to find a way to create that balance in the unbalanced and, you know, even try and make it somewhat normal, you know, raising kids in this lifestyle that is not normal and then having dual military parents is it's much less common.
2: Right, right, and it's really for me. It's about priorities. Um, We do a lot of planning, yeah. (laughs) But again, we get a wrench thrown in our plans, and you know, we're getting ready to PCS overseas, and it's it's crazy. You know, one day I have to prioritize doing certain things because he's going to be gone for a couple weeks. So definitely trying to figure out a balance and prioritizing our lives.
1: Yeah, what is you know bringing kids into this been like? So a lot of people talk about resiliency, right? And it's, <laughs> it's, it's
2: a it could be a trigger word for some people. But for me, seeing my kids, so my older son is 10. And this PCS will put him in four schools in four years. Um, it's just about communicating. The first couple of years when he was younger were really easy because he didn't really understand. But once he started to have friends, you know, sleepovers and parties, and it, it kind of got... A little bit difficult but we try to talk to our children and let them know especially with this next move overseas a lot of people don't have the opportunity to you know live in different states and be exposed to different things so it's it's definitely difficult but we talk to our kids a lot and they they understand um that's part of the job and it's only temporary how temporary we don't know <laughs> but it's gonna end one day
1: <laughs> yeah because you know growing up, you don't get these experiences like you were saying that, you know, a normal civilian child does not get because, you know, who can say that they're going to live in Japan? Who can say that they've lived on both coasts of this country? You know, we, military kids are so unique in the different experiences that we have, you know, moving and friendships and you know, balancing this crazy life, you know, like you said, resiliency. Like some people don't like that word. I love that word. <laughs> you know, military kids are so right. resilient. Right, and right. it goes to show, you know, how adaptive how, how adaptive they are. And just, you know, they're as they're younger, it's a little easier. But then as they grow older in this lifestyle, it becomes more challenging and you'll find kids who don't necessarily enjoy it as much, but you'll find kids who do. And it's so unique to every experience.
2: It it really is. And I think a lot of people don't, there's not enough, in my opinion, credit given to the military child and the military spouse, because Mm. for the service member, it is a new place or a new duty station that we're going to, but we... We kind of there's a circle of camaraderie. Right. And we Mm kind of know a little bit about what to expect. It's like, okay, I'm doing my job here. It's going to be obviously a little bit different. It will take me some time to get used to it. But I almost automatically have friends. I have people I can relate with. And with Mm -hmm. children and spouses, I think people sometimes forget that it's really it's harder for them to kind of snap into the grind of things when we move so much.
0: I
1: was actually just talking with someone about that yesterday because service members, you have, like you said, that camaraderie you're put straight into a unit and saying, Hey, like this is your group. You know, it might shuffle around a bit, but for the next like two years, three years, four years, however long you're here, maybe even like six months, if that's what it ends up being like, this is your group. This is your crew. This is, this is what you can call home base, but for spouses and kids. You really have to be comfortable with putting yourself out there because if you're not, then you know that's that. Yeah.
2: yeah, no, that's that's something that I try to tell people. Like, yeah, it's hard on us, but it it's really really hard on them.
1: Yeah, and you know, everyone looks at the military life, and this is why, I like, starting the podcast, starting the Big Little Program. Like, you look at the military life, and specifically the the lives of spouses and kids um spouses you look at and say you signed up for this like you know what you were getting into like I don't I'm sorry (laughs) like you know that's what a lot of people say and then kids you know they don't have that you know they were born into this lifestyle they didn't have a choice um you know and they're just kind of you know spouses and kids are kind of left out to dry in some aspects because you know what more is there for them and you know starting this has given me a platform and other people a platform to give recognition to spouses, recognition to kids because they deserve it, you know, just as much as the service member do, does, you know, we say we serve too, you right. know, and it's yeah. so true.
2: It's hard. <laughs> I, I hate when people say, you know, you chose this because as a spouse, yeah. especially a young spouse, a lot of At least Marines get married really young. And the level of responsibility that a junior Marine has is, it's almost easier to be married as a young Marine. And as you get older, there's more responsibility because, you know, as you excel in rank, you get a bigger scope of things you're responsible for. So, yeah, maybe the spouse had an understanding, but it constantly changes. And I think it's unfair to say this is what you signed up for because you don't really know, you know, there's, I mean, we could talk about, there's so much, you know, we could talk about you're going to go TAD and you think your spouse is coming home and an injury happens and that changes your life or, you know, deployments and it's, it's just so much. You never, you're kind of living on the edge because you don't really know anything can happen.
1: Yeah. And you have to have that mindset of, you know, something's going to change like you were saying earlier you can have you know plans a through z all done but then you know one's going to change and it's going to be a domino effect onto the rest you know and you know the service members don't have control over that the spouses definitely don't have control over that the kids have zero control um it's what the military says is what goes because you don't have choice
2: right that's and I've also heard from some spouses, you know, once the Marine Corps, or in my my case, the Marine Corps, but once service ends, you know, mm-hmm. whether you retire, where you get out, the service member has the benefit of still being a veteran. Mm-hmm. And the spouse is kind of, it's kind of back to square one because there's not really a big like veteran spouse community. It's like, okay, right. well, you're no longer affiliated. So there's definitely, it's it's definitely very difficult being being a spouse that's not also a veteran.
1: Yeah, there's so many organizations out there and companies that specifically search to hire veterans. But once you're a spouse and you're the veteran spouse now, there's no resources out there. There's, I mean, there are some, Mm -hmm. I don't want to say there's none, there are some because I know Chase Bank is one that uh, seeks military spouses and T-Mobile I've seen is another one. Um, so I do know there are some, mm-hmm. but you know, they're few and far in between. You know, they'll probably take an active duty spouse over a veteran spouse any day, um, because it probably looks better for their numbers, just thinking marketing-wise. <laughs> um, but whatever the case may be, that title is basically gone for veteran spouses. Right, right.
2: Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. It's it's difficult to maneuver, but yeah.
1: Yeah. This lifestyle, you know, everyone looks at, um, or a good majority looks at and says, it's sunshines and rainbows. You get to move, you get to, you know, experience all these new places. You get to travel, you get to whatever the case may be, whatever they're seeing from the outside, <laughs> you know, they see yeah. that outside right. perspective. And it's like, no. Take a second, look inside, like listen to somebody's story. Say, hey, you've told me all the good. Like if you have a military friend, say, hey, like you've told me all the good, but what's the opposite side of this? What are you struggling with? Why are PCSs so hard? Why are deployments so hard? Because some people are like, whatever, like they're gone for a week. They're gone for a month, but You still have a family to raise. And if you're dual service, like you're saying, like. It makes it more challenging because you still have a busy schedule while your husband's gone or vice versa. And you have to manage the kids and everything else.
2: Right. And it's especially in the age of social media, people are not necessary. I think we're coming out more with people sharing, you know, the bad side of their lives, but. Most of the time people see, you know, a picture of you and your family and it's like, oh my God, you guys are relationship goals. I love everything. And it's like, you've seen like two seconds of a very crazy, chaotic, don't get me wrong. You know, there's great times in there as well, but you can't make an assumption of our whole life based on a video, a post, a reel. So yeah, I think that's a great point that you made is we can't really judge people because we don't know what they have going on.
1: Right. Like, social media is seriously the highlight reel of people's lives. And if they don't share, you know, the little bad things that happen along the way, then you're just going to assume that their life is the highlight, that they have everything they could ever need, that they're living the best life. But in that... There's always struggle. There's always something in your day that could be made a bad day. You know, Absolutely. I commend them because in a sense, they are finding the good things in every day. <laughs> but at this same point, you know, when you're just constantly sharing those good things, people are going to think that's because that's all they know. Right. Like right. Going back to an infant they all they see is all they know. If you covered the toy with a blanket that they think that the toy is gone. You know, <laughs> right? Um, and so we don't see the badge. So we don't think it even exists.
2: Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. I try to, I'm not big on social media. I'm starting <laughs> to now. It's really, really hard to manage. Yeah. I'm but sure. I've, I've always, I'm not a fan of, oh my gosh, your relationship goals or your family goals. It's like, hold on. Like, I really like this picture and we look good. So I posted it. Just, just, just
1: like it and move it. on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Give it a little heart, move along.
2: It's not that deep.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, because it probably took 10 minutes to get everyone in this photo perfectly angled. Yeah. Yeah. It took a lot more than you actually know that went into this. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So that's. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it's definitely that aspect of military families because, like, you see moving boxes and you see these cute little staged photo shoots of you know, announcing your next duty station. And while I love that, and if I'm a military spouse one day, you can definitely catch me doing (laughs) that. But, you know, it takes more. You actually have to, the emotional process of packing up your entire life into boxes, closing them, shipping them even overseas and saying, I hope to see you in (laughs) six months. Couple months, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I hope that you don't get lost. You know, it's it's mentally exhausting.
2: It, it really is. And I think to for me, I've just started to get more into social media and you know, taking pictures and documenting things because it's about my kids. Um right. I don't really have a lot of photos and videos to show them of my experiences when I was a young marine, so I try to do that now and Like you said, those photo shoots and hey, you know, we're moving to California, like that stuff that they're going to want to see and remember as well. So it's not really for the world. It's it's for us as well, you know, to kind of give us a piece of sanity in this crazy world.
1: Yeah, because they're going to look back on this and say, well, what did we do? Where did we go? And Mm -hmm. looking back on pictures Pictures, videos, memories are always going to be there, but memories will fade over time, unfortunately. Right. Um, And so having pictures, having videos, having little just the little captions on photos, you know, saying, hey, you know, this is, you know, just like a little pretty picture of a beach we went to while we were stationed here. And, you know, dad was gone, but we did this instead. And you were so happy, whatever the case may be. Right. Um. You know, being able to do that and say that and put that out there is really something. And a lot of people don't understand, you know, right. the importance <laughs> and significance just in that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. For sure.
1: Yeah. What, you know, you say you're moving overseas. What are like some of the challenges? Have your kids lived overseas before?
2: So, no, my kids have lived in North Carolina, and California a couple of (laughs) times. We've been back and forth. So the biggest challenge for my older son is he has a cousin who is six months younger than him who Mm. lives about six hours away. So we split the summers. Um, My nephews come here for half the summer and my kids go there for half the summer. Holidays, weekends, they are always up here. We're always up there. It's close enough to, you know, be able to plan short notice. Right. The biggest thing is, um, I think my kids now understand we cannot drive to Georgia from Japan.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's like (laughs) (laughs) a 16-hour flight and then some more.
2: Yeah, there's going to be no driving to Georgia. (laughs) Um, So I think for me, it's just... The hardest thing is adjusting for them, and which we don't know how that's going to go. Everyone's telling me, you know, Japan is great, community is great, but they have just this really strong bond. They talk every night. So that's been the biggest challenge. Everything else is, I think I'm just used to being a Marine. It's like, all right, we got to pack. Move on. Exactly. Right. So I'm more so worried about like the kids snapping in and getting settled and not having family close by.
1: Right. And you mentioned you lived in Japan before you've been there, but it's mm-hmm. so different now, you know, one, because of the the change in time, you know, years go by, everything changes, and then you're adding kids into it. And I'm sure it's not the same as it was when you were there. And it's different if you're mainly in Japan versus Okinawa, you right. know everything has to be taken into consideration when kids are involved
2: right absolutely and yeah like just being in a different country in itself is different you know we've been there we know kind of what to expect but that's going to be a culture shock for them hopefully you know not as not as bad as we hope but yeah it's a change and we just have to see how they um interact with that
1: yeah i can tell you that a lot of military kids that I know and have had on the podcast who have been in Japan they are the sweetest people ever. So <laughs> hopefully that just stays the same and holds true. Um, military kids, I think, are the, the best anyways. So military families as a whole, but then specifically military kids. I might be biased because I am one, but <laughs> <laughs> military kids are amazing.
2: Yeah, because they adapt pretty quickly to their environment. and so Japanese. J- Japanese people are just really like humble and sincere and they respect space. So, um, yeah, that's that's something that I'm looking forward to just experiencing a new culture. Like exposure is important. You know, this is not the only lifestyle that there is. And I think it just gives you an appreciation for people more when you're exposed to different cultures.
1: Yeah. And, you know, Japan has such a lifestyle that is so slow and relaxed we're here we're just constantly go 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 right and i'm sure having that military connection in japan is different and it's still go 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 but you're still able to Take a step back and live that slow paced life. And I'm sure your kids will definitely adapt to that slow paced life as well. Um, at least at some point, maybe it might be the week before you leave, but <laughs> either way. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, you never know. And you know, military kids, you know, brat is an acronym, bravery, adapt, adaptability. I always forget how that is said. Yeah. Um, tough tea can be changed. Um, or BR, there we go, bravery, resilience, adaptability, and then T is tough, tenacious, whatever. There's a couple different variations of it, but, awesome. um, you know, military kids definitely fulfill each of those those slots. And honestly, I think the entire military family does, you know, spouses, service members, veterans, everyone can fulfill each one of those letters because... It's just the way that the military trains the service member and in turn trains the family as well.
2: Right. Yeah. And unconsciously, the spouse and the kids just kind of have to go along and figure it out as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the last thing I always like to ask, and it's sometimes the toughest question, um, but what piece of advice would you give to another military spouse?
2: Oh wow. <laughs> um, ooh, I would say try to get involved with with your community. Try to build a community. Um yeah. I, I'm very big on, you know, having a community, making, you know, having a tribe, um, being a marine, being a female marine, you know, there's been challenges there where having other women around is is really, really beneficial. But on the spouse side. Same thing, be involved, have a community, go meet your, you know, at every opportunity you have, go to the unit, go meet your, the people your spouse works with, because I think there's a communication barrier sometimes, and there's not an understanding, but you know, if they're having a barbecue or Christmas party, that's an opportunity to go and meet other spouses and talk because you, you find that you have more in common with other people. And when you're by yourself, you're kind of struggling in silence, But when you interact with other people, you find that you have a lot in common and that, hey, I'm not alone over here. I'm not going crazy. Like, you're crazy. If you're crazy, I'm crazy. Let's be crazy (laughs) together. Um, But that's the biggest thing I would say is build a community, ask questions, try to be involved, try to volunteer. I know we have family readiness officers that are doing phenomenal work with spouses, um, there's spouse, you know, work. What is it when you're trying to help a spouse get a job or Mm -hmm. just have a day off, they provide daycare, just get involved. Don't isolate yourself because your spouse is always gone.
1: Right. And you know, the pros and cons of social media, but there's always a Facebook group for the base. Um, Whether you view that as a great thing or more towards a negative thing, that's up to you. But there's always that out there. There's so many resources to help build that community because I think the military, especially now, is starting to realize how important that community is for families and for military kids, not just the service members who get that automatic community when they move in.
2: For sure. And people are really, really happy to help which for me recently has been surprising with my PCS, you know, I'll send an email, you know, hey, I have a question about housing or schools. Mm-hmm. And I will get everything, all the resources, things I didn't even think about, people will email me and call me. And it's, it's like, holy cow, like, all I had to do was ask. So even if you're not open to, you know, if you're kind of shy or introverted, People are really willing to help. So sometimes just asking the question, launching the email, launching the comment, um, leaving a message, you will that's very helpful as well.
1: Right. Putting yourself out there is literally going to change the enjoyment of your duty station literally in the long run. Um, because if you don't put yourself out there, you know, like you said, people are introverted. You know, some people are going to have or want that experience to be more introverted they're not going to want to put themselves out there and that's okay but the more you put yourself out there the more you make friends the more you build that sense of community the better it's going to be in the long run and when you come across those struggles those those deployments those trainings you know you're going to have your tribe who you can call on because you never right. know what's going to happen murphy's law is real
2: uh, <laughs> exactly <laughs> right and depending on how long you're you know, your spouse, or you stay in the military, you're going to see each other again. Yeah, it's amazing how many people that I mean, I've been in the Marine Corps here 15 years. And it's amazing how many people I have seen at the same duty stations that I was neighbors with there. And now, you know, we live a few miles down the road. So yeah, again, building community, it just constantly grows.
1: Yeah. And There's nothing wrong with that. And, you know, meet civilian people, but make your military connections for sure, because that's really what's gonna save you in the long run, because like you said, you come across people again, don't burn bridges. (laughs) Right, yeah, (laughs) for sure. Well, thank you so much, Serena, for being on the podcast and sharing what it's like for you being a service member, a spouse, a mom, and everything in between.
2: Thank you for having me, Gracie. Um, I really love what you're doing with highlighting military kids and military spouses. Like I said, it's something that people don't really put a focus on. So this has been an honor. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Grace of a Military Child and Life. Make sure to set a reminder for every Tuesday to listen to a new episode. You can find us on Instagram and YouTube at Grace of a Military Child and Life. If you have any questions or want to be on the podcast, send a message to one of our social media platforms or email grace.of.a.military.child at gmail.com. See you next week.